You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily Dallas Cowboys podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome inside another crossover edition, Locked On Packers, Locked On Cowboys. I'm Peter Bukowski, host of Locked On Packers with Marcus Mosher, host of Locked On Cowboys, ready to dig into what is still a marquee matchup on the NFL slate. When the Packers and Cowboys get together, it doesn't matter what the records are. It is going to draw a lot of attention. So we appreciate you making us your first listen every day. Our crossover Thursday is presented by our friends at Prize Picks. Prize Picks is fun and easy to play. No competing with other players, just you and the projections. Pick two to five players and you can score to, to, to score more or less than their Prize Picks projection. You can win up to 10 times your money. We love Prize Picks and we know you will too. First time users can get a hundred percent instant deposit match up to a hundred dollars. You put in a hundred bucks, they'll give you a hundred bucks with the promo code locked on. Marcus, we have a game that, as I said to Joe Marino a, a couple weeks ago, that looked a lot better uh, yeah. on paper on the schedule when the schedule first came out. That is not the Cowboys' fault. It is the Packers' fault. We did not, uh, on this side of the the crossover holdup, our end of the bargain. I apologize for that, but here we are. Uh, what is the biggest story right now with the Dallas Cowboys? Well, I mean, first and foremost, before we even get to the biggest story, I was talking to our friend Justice Mosquito mm. uh, about this game, and he said it's a one-game season for the Packers. This is the only game that matters going forward, right? You get a win against the Cowboys, nothing else matters this season, which it's true. Is it kind of true? It's not just Cowboys. It's Mike McCarthy. It, yeah, that's beating, what it is. It's beating McCarthy. Mike McCarthy, the yeah. Cowboys will be an extra bonus. Packers fans, you know, like you and I are a certain age. Where Packers Cowboys, when we were growing up and getting into football, that was a pretty one sided rivalry. It was mm-hmm. the Cowboys, and uh, that's that has been the reverse over the last you know decade or so. And so I think that sets up a really interesting matchup here. I want to I want to talk to you about the Aaron Rodgers of of it all too uh, in a little we'll bit. Get but we'll get there. But for um, for the Cowboys right now, they're coming off some rest, which is nice for them. Um, they're still trying to figure out some things offensively, defensively. I, I, I'm going to ask you about something that your co-host Landon McCool said on my show two days ago about this defense. But what is the what is the biggest thing you're tracking coming out of um, this bye week for for Dallas? It's just how good are the Cowboys, right? Like I think we can all agree that the Cowboys are a good team, but are they a great team? Are they a actual Super Bowl contender? Because I think at this time last year the Cowboys were six and two coming out of their bye week and they got smoked by Denver at home. And I think that kind of changed expectations. Now we're looking at this game going into week 10. If you're able to get road wins against the Packers and then the Vikings next week, I think the expectations are Peter. Hey, we're just as good as any other team in the NFL. This is our year to win the Super Bowl. So that's kind of what I'm looking for. Like, is this a good team or is this a potentially Super Bowl winning team? I think we'll kind of find out over the next couple of weeks. Okay. I, I wish I could say the same thing for the Green Bay Packers. That is not where they are. Uh, <laughs> the biggest storyline, and this is how I'm sort of thinking about it right now. We talked about this a little bit yesterday on our show. Who cares? And I mean that in two different kinds of yes, ways. Yes. The first is who still cares about this season? Who is going to keep fighting and clawing and scratching and playing hard and playing with discipline? Who are those guys? And I don't have a good answer for you. I wish I could be like, yeah, I know for sure. Like, I know for sure Aaron Jones 
is going to keep playing his butt off. And I know for sure some of those guys in the trenches, Elton Jenkins, Josh Myers, John Runyon Jr., Josh Nyman, they're going to continue to fight. In the defense, it seemed like the defense still last week played incredibly hard. The the defense did play really, and that was no Rashawn Gary, no Eric Stokes, but they have had, unfortunately, because the offense is not carrying anything in terms of a burden, they're gassed at the end of these games. And, And they're even not just time of possession, but just like, can the offense give us some glimmer of hope? Like, you know, momentum, we can't measure it, all that stuff. But I think it matters for players' psyches a little bit in the, at the end of these games. The other part of the who cares is what is left for the Packers to show? Who are the pieces that matter moving forward? What are the things we can learn about this team? What are the things that, you know, they can learn about this team. Does that mean at some point Jordan Love needs to play? Does that mean you need to give Devontae Wyatt more snaps? Does that mean changing the roles of someone like Darnell Savage? I think we'll see that this week, actually. So it's trying to find the, the not even the silver lining, but just the pieces that you can take moving forward. That's the second part of the who cares. And I, we'll see, right? I mean, this is, this is a one-game season for them. We thought last week was a kitchen sink game. If there was ever a kitchen sink game, it was uh, Packers-Cowboys, especially with Aaron Rodgers going up against his old boss, Mike McCarthy. Yeah, I mean, back to your point about the defense. It, it's demoralizing, right? You get a big interception yeah. by G- Jair Alexander, like, for example, and then three plays later, the offense goes three and out, or however that sequence ended or up. Or Aaron like, Rodgers throws an interception right and, back, which is exactly right. what happened against Detroit. And, and we saw this uh, against last week, the Rams and the Bucks game, right? And uh, we had Jalen Ramsey talking about it. They thought they got the game-winning stop in the end zone at the end of the game. And then they have to go right back onto the field three plays later because the offense couldn't gain a yard. Like, after a while, your defense just gets frustrated. And right. they start pressing because they feel like they need to create turnovers to score points. They get short fields. Right. It's tough. I Listen, the Cowboys have been there plenty of times before with quarterbacks <laughs> who've gotten hurt early in the seasons. It's what do you have left to play for? Who's pr- playing for pride? It can be really, really tough, especially when you're still in November and you're five games out of first place. Wasn't that the first time that, that you know, for what, if you were a Cowboys fan who was annoyed or just sort of like underwhelmed with the Mike McCarthy hire, that first season when they're fighting and playing hard for Andy Dalton and then ended up winning some games and they won a couple of those games decisively, yeah. wasn't that the moment when you're like, wait, okay, this team is playing hard for Mike McCarthy. That is a good sign. Yeah, the Cowboys had wins against the Rams and the 49ers in like early December where they just boat raced those teams. And that's with they had Ben DiNucci playing and Garrett right. Gilbert and Cowboys the legend e- Ben DiNucci. <laughs> the effort level didn't drop off at all. And, and that's the first thing you notice. If you have a good culture and a winning culture, you don't see guys just going through the motions and sulking and just waiting for the season again. You, you see guys playing for jobs out there. I think that's going to be something to watch for in this game. Like if we get to the third quarter and it's a 10 point game, is Sammy Watkins jogging on a route is, you know, are the, are the pass rushers really giving it all to get up? No, he's field? running full speed, but that's just as fast as he can run now. Well, that's a fair point. That point taken. <laughs> <laughs> so th- there's, there's part of this that I think is not really a matchup. It's a story. And I wanted to ask you about it. So, um, Landon McCool was on our show a couple days ago and I asked him about the Mike McCarthy um, evolution that Cowboys mm-hmm. fans, the journey that they've gone on with Mike McCarthy. And I, I thought of something after we, we hung up and that was that Mike McCarthy, when he was a Packers coach and play caller, there were times when he seemed to call plays 
I wouldn't say with an agenda, but he would call plays to prove a point. Mm-hmm. And I think it's really good that he's not the play caller this week, because I do think this is the kind of game where he would go into it wanting to call plays to make a point. And the fact that Kellen Moore is the guy holding the wheel is actually to the Cowboys tremendous benefit in this game. What do you think of that idea? I agree. Uh, now you'll see some Mike McCarthy stuff in the game plan. Of course. Like, it's just going to happen. But I think there's going to be times in this game where McCarthy would be maybe a little more more reluctant to throw the ball or run the ball in every single first down and wants to put up points and throw the ball all over the field. And I think Kellen Moore does show some restraint there. So I 100% agree with you. Listen, it's an emotional game. And we were talking pre-show like, Mike McCarthy is an emotional guy. Like we saw him cry at the press conference uh, just a couple of days ago, talking about his time in Green Bay. It's probably better off that he's not going to be involved in some big decisions in this game. You know, I think, you know, the game planning for the week, that's different. But on a third and three, I'm not sure that you want him necessarily calling that play. He is still going to make things like kick go decisions. Yes. And so there are still potentially emotional decisions to be made. But the fact that he's not going, all right, this is the next play call. Um, you know, maybe it does free him up to be a little less emotional in those moments, or maybe it builds and builds. We'll see. Uh, that That is just an interesting story that I am personally tracking as we move forward here. All right, let's dig into the matchups here, Marcus. Um, and, and, and we've got a lot to get to on today's show. Today's episode brought to you by Blue Nile. Whether you're looking to pop the question, have a milestone to celebrate, or want to just let your love sparkle a little bit. We all like a little sparkle, right, Marcus? Yes. Blue Nile can help you make those celebrations even more memorable. And Blue Nile is the original online jeweler with the largest selection of independently graded diamonds and pieces priced significantly low below traditional retailers. I have had to shop for an engagement ring. Those retail numbers, they're high. Stop They're, re- they're really Stop high. Fun. And uh, I actually, um, I had a, someone suggest to me, go to all the high-end places, just so you know that you can go below that and yes. it, it, it will feel better. Blue Nile will make you feel particularly better and they make it easy. Blue Nile has jewelry experts on hand 24-7, available by phone or chat to help you find that memorable gift at every budget. So Blue Nile, they're going to give you, because you're a listener of Locked On Cowboys or Locked On Packers, you are going to get... $50 off a purchase of $500 or more when you use the promo code LOCKED ON. That's $50 off a purchase of $500 or more at BlueNile.com. And thanks for making Locked On Packers and Locked On Cowboys your first listen every day. Now go check out Locked On Sports today. Marcus was just on Locked On Sports today, I think a week ago, talking about the Cowboys. It is all sports, not just the NFL, the biggest stories, the biggest debates, everything with our Locked On Podcast Network group. Check out Locked On Sports today on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get podcasts. All right, Marcus, when you look at the matchup here with with these teams, offense, defense, or a, a, a positional group that you think has a particular advantage, what is the what is the one group where you're going? Okay, th- I'm I can't wait to see this group for the Cowboys against this group for the Packers, or or this player against this player. What is it? So we're going to ignore the Aaron Rodgers part of this for, okay. because I, that's what everybody wants to talk about. Well, but let's talk about something different. For me, it's the Jair. kickers. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> Jair Alexander. Now, Peter, you had a, a hot take. Is it fair to call this a hot take a couple of weeks ago? We'll about, uh, you would take Jair Alexander almost uh, over almost any defensive player in the league. Um, I did say fine. that. It's, it's a hot take. Uh, over the last couple of weeks, Jair has been amazing. Absolutely incredible. And I'm really curious to see what the Packers do with him in this game. CeeDee Lamb, 
uh, will play in the slot. He'll play on the outside. He'll play in the backfield. Are they going to have Jair follow him? Probably not, but I'm sure you'll see a healthy dose of CD. And when CD's not being covered by Jair, are are those the plays that the Cowboys try to expose? It's going to be Rasul Douglas. Who's going to be the other corner if Eric Stokes doesn't play in this game? So uh, my assumption is going to be Rasul will play outside, and then we'll see what happens in the slot. Um, I I think we're going to see a little bit more Darnell Savage in the slot. Rudy Ford has played really well. I wrote about that for um, The Leap, which is a newsletter um, Mm -hmm. that I would love everyone to subscribe to, um, that Darnell Savage was awesome in the slot uh, at Maryland when he was in college. Um, And his, his best plays are often as a lurk defender, as an overhang defender, as an underneath defender who can muck things up as a, as a robber defender. Um, I think they're going to, they're going to do that a little bit more. That could mean more matchups with CD lamb. If CD is going to play in the slot, but Jerry Alexander is pro football focus is number one coverage player in the slot this season. And he's not playing in the slot a ton. Is this finally mercifully the week that that changes? We'll see. I, I, I don't know if man coverage is the way that you want to play this team. I was surprised they played as much zone last week against Jared Goff as they did. Mm-hmm. Given that the week before that, they played a lot of man match against Josh Allen and Josh Allen beat them with his, with his legs. Jared Goff can't do that. And Dak like kind of doesn't want to do that, right? Like right. The, the running element of his game has not been nearly the same as it was for a couple of years ago. If they want to play a bunch more man coverage, then we could actually see Jair follow him a little bit more. He, he got to follow Terry McLaurin. So I wonder if that's something, or at least, yeah, he, he, for most of that game, I don't have the exact breakdown in front of me. This seems like it would be the kind of week that you'd want to do that. If that's the case with the Cowboys, they have enough other players in offense that you just don't need to throw at Jair Alexander. Like he's just too good of a cornerback to test him all that often. So maybe this is a game where you see Dalton Schultz get eight targets, yep. kind of like what we saw last week. Uh, I think Noah Brown is going to be back this week. Maybe he gets six or seven targets. Uh, maybe it's a big Michael Gallup game. I just, I don't think the Cowboys are going to want to test Alexander more than they have to, and nor should they. He's an awesome player. And and you know what? They also don't have to because the Packers' run defense stinks. And so yeah. if they want to, if they want to stay ahead, if they want to stay ahead of the sticks, this is this is the thing that I'm watching. If they want to stay ahead of the sticks in third and manageables and convert first downs into first downs on first down, um, they they can do that in the run game because Tony Pollard, explosive back, Ezekiel Elliott. You know, I, I, I had, you know, part of the really interesting discussion with Landon was about um, the running back share. Mm-hmm. And he thinks that the, it's gotten to the point now where it's overblown, this it Pollard overblown. versus yes. versus Elliott, because it's close to 50-50. And that's probably where you want it, um, because you do need Zeke to take some of that between the tackles pounding. Pollard is not a big guy. And a lot of the same way that Aaron Jones is not a big guy. Um, a lot of similarities, I think, in Pollard and, and Jones's game in that way. And so... For for Dallas, if they can get rip off four or five yards, six yards on first down, it just makes everything so much easier for them. And and that's where losing Rashawn Gary to create big negative plays yeah. is such a loss for this team. Not that the Dallas Cowboys offensive line hasn't been remarkably good this season. Tyler Smith has come in right away and been better than I think most of us expected he would be. So like this could be a game where the, the, the Cowboys pull a 95 Cowboys and just run it 30 times. Is is it going to be Kingsley and Ibarre? I believe that's how it looks like. It's going to be yep, um, Kingsley, aka JJ and Ibarre. Who this is an, another uh, great stat, and I know you are steeped in the PFF stats over there. If you look at the rookie pass rush win rates mm-hmm. of the top picks 
Anibar is at 24 plus percent, which is like, if he had enough qualifying passes, yeah. right, he'd be at the top of the league. Yeah. Now he doesn't. I think it's he only if you take out stunts, blitz, and, and twists, it's like 29 snaps. Yeah. But that's a really good rate. Like Aiden yeah. Hutchinson is in the like low teens, I think. Mm-hmm. So he, you know, it'll be a good opportunity for him. I think we're going to see more Quay Walker blitzing. Um, but guess who plays really well against the blitz? Dak Prescott, because he is such a good processor. So I'm fascinated to see the way that the Packers decide to defend this Cowboys team. Is it going to be man and man match all day and, and try and make Dak outbrain you? Maybe. Um, are they going to try and push them? As you said, because the offense can't score, are they going to have to bring some more pressures? We've seen some more pressures and sim pressures um, over the last few weeks from Joe Barry. They might have to, we don't know if Devondre Campbell is going to play in this game. We, we, we assume Eric Stokes is going to be out. We don't know who's going to play in the nickel. It could be Keyshawn Nixon. So there's so much unknown for this Packers team right now that it's just really, it's really hard to even do what we're doing right now and previewing it because we sort of just like don't know what this is going to look like. I, I would also say if you just listen to Mike McCarthy talk uh, actually this morning or on Wednesday morning, um, he was talking about how the field in Lambeau in November when you play the 325 uh, p.m. games, yeah. he said the field gets really slick and the color of the grass changes and it's really hard for the receivers on the outside to run precise routes. Well, for me, what that telling is telling me the Cowboys are going to use like two and three tight end sets and they're going to use six offensive line sets and just try to play bully ball and see if green Bay and attack the middle of, of the field. Yeah. And, and I think that actually suits the Cowboys really well in the passing game, because one of the mm. things that Dak Prescott, as you mentioned, is really good against the blitz. Now it's not hitting deep balls down the field. It's Hey, on second and four, he's going to hit Dalton Schultz for eight yards and move the sticks. You know, if your linebackers are shooting up the a gaps, that's where I think the Cowboys could have an advantage on offense. If they can run the ball and control the clock and control the middle of the field, they're going to be just fine. If it were me, I would I would spend the first drive or two blitzing the daylights out of Dak and then try and just try and sim pressure him into like just short circuiting a couple times. Yeah. Just just one or two, just get one or two mistakes. Cause this defense is going to have to take some chances, I think. Yes. Um, and create some turnovers, give the offense some short fields where like they basically have to luck into field goals at worst. Um, and and that's that's just how this team right now is going to have to live. We haven't talked a lot about the other side of the ball. Let's do that. So Packers offense, which has been a disaster in scoring, but has been really good moving the ball. Um, um, Pat Noonan over at um, Acme Packing Company did a really great job of laying all this out. The Packers are like a top 10 offense in every metric except scoring. It's mm-hmm. truly bizarre. They they had almost 400 yards of offense against the Lions and scored one touchdown yep. um, because they turned the ball over inside the 20 three times. That, that stuff is theoretically not sustainable, but against this Dallas team that loves to force turnovers and, and has been awesome even when they're not forcing turnovers this year, I think that's going to be tough. If you're the Cowboys, what kind of game plan are you putting together? The Lions dared Aaron Rodgers to beat them with, with the pass. Is that what you think they're going to do? Here's, here's seven, eight guys in the box, and we it, dare you to throw it over the top? It's going to be so weird. So I was actually at the Buffalo-Green Bay game, and okay. it was shocking how big of holes the Packers opened up in the run game. I felt like if they just came out and ran the ball the first three or four series, they might have won that game against Buffalo. Like They had so much success. And against the Cowboys... I think you can do the same thing. If you want to run the ball in the Cowboys, you can. They've given up over 200 yards rushing um, in each of the last two games. Mm. You can dash them. 
But is Aaron Rodgers going to be patient enough just to stick with the run game six, seven, eight runs in a row? Because I think like the, the Lions, I think the Cowboys are going to dare Rodgers to beat him. Throw it to Alan Lazard down the field against Trayvon Diggs in one-on-one coverage. Stand in the pocket and see if you know if you can take pressure with Michael Parsons coming around and throwing it into tight windows. It, 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 I'm just so fascinated to see with Aaron Rodgers wanting to beat Mike McCarthy so bad, is he going to have the patience <laughs> to not play hero ball and just run the crap out of the ball? I do not have a lot of faith that he is going to be super comfortable with just handing them. I mean, when, when you run for 200 yards against the best run defense in the league, and then you tell the Fox broadcast the next week, I want to go down throwing it. It just tells you, I think everything you need to know about the disconnect there. And he, for all the reasons that I thought it was really good that Mike McCarthy is not going to call plays, I think is potentially dangerous for the Packers offense because so much of this offense is, can plays and RPOs. And we saw it last week. There were a number of times, and there were a number of times against Buffalo where Rodgers threw on RPOs where if he gives, it's a big play. Easily, yep. And the part of the problem is so much of their RPO game is horizontal, and they're they're not creating a lot off those. When they go vertical, I think they called vertical RPOs like twice. Mm-hmm. And Alan Lazard dropped one, and then on another one, Rodgers didn't throw it and should have. And so it's just, it's all sort of this disjointed mesh, mess, and I'm... I am a little bit worried about Rodgers trying to play hero ball and do this all himself, given the way that he's played, because he's not making those throws. Like it's it is a weird thing. And like I'm I I've been joking about this, but like John Oning, who's a longtime buddy of mine, Good is still mine. Yep. deathly afraid yep. of Aaron Rodgers. Yep. And so can you just like I wanna I wanna help soften the blow for my listeners. I have been killing Aaron Rodgers on this show for three, four, five month weeks. And uh, just like lay out what what I have seen and you have seen on on Cowboys Twitter from Cowboys fans that are still like, I don't care until that guy is dead in the ground. He is going to scare the crap out of me. He's the boogeyman for the Dallas Cowboys. I mean, that's truly what he is. There's been so many games where the Cowboys have had the superior team or they're up in these games and they just can't quite put him away, whether it's. In 2014, you know, he's hobbling around on a, a bad calf and he still is able to win that game in the playoffs. Whether it's 2016, you think Jeff Heath has him sacked in the backfield. They're <laughs> going to win that game. He holds onto the ball and then he makes a ridiculous throw to Jared Goff. Like time and time again, it was a couple of years ago, uh, he had a ridiculous touchdown. I think it was to Devontae Adams, yep. with Jordan Lewis covering him. Like he just finds a way to beat them. And I, I honestly don't know if the Cowboys are going to be able to get past it. It's almost like a mental block for them now. It's like we can't beat Aaron Rodgers, although they did in 20, 2016, I think Dak's rookie year in Lambeau. But in Lambeau, but then lost the loss in the playoffs. And then lost in the playoffs. It's just it, at home in the playoffs. It's just such a it, – it's so weird, man. I, I Until they actually do it, I still am going to have a hard time predicting Dallas to win this game, even though I think everybody believes Dallas is a better team going into this contest. Dallas, uh, five and a half point favorites at home. I believe in a game that Aaron Rodgers started is the is the worst underdog he has ever been at home. Um, certainly since 2008, I believe is the the number there. And speaking of uh, the 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 line, Bet Online is your number one place for all of your betting action. Bet Online has the latest odds, props. If you if you can think of something that you want to bet on, I bet you can bet on it at Bet Online. That is the beauty. Of what they do there. It's not just NFL. 
There's plenty of NBA is so fun. College basketball is back. Mm-hmm. College basketball is an absolute blast to have action on. And it is also a roller coaster of epic proportions because the the three-point shot and the, and these 19 and 20-year-old kids, it is wild free throws at the end of the game, and you mm-hmm. are on pins and needles. Go to Bet Online for all of it. Check out the latest there, NFL. If you like the Packers or the Cowboys in this game, hey, you make a little money off of it. Bet Online where the game starts. And Marcus, allow me to plug one more time, Locked On Sports today, the biggest stories in sports in there. It's less than 20 minutes to give you uh, the best recap to get caught up on everything that is happening in the sports world to start your day uh, on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get podcasts. All right, Marcus, it is prediction time here. As I said, Cowboys five and a half point favorites. That line is, is held pretty steady based on at least what I've seen o- over the course of the week. So uh, what do you, how do you see this playing out? I think the Packers are really going to be able to run the ball in this game. Uh, the Cowboys have one of the worst first and second down run defenses in the NFL. If the Packers are patient, they are going to be able to move the ball up and down the field and the Cowboys. And I know the Cowboys defense is awesome. They are by every metric you look at like third down and long defense. Absolutely incredible. But like the bears did a couple of weeks ago, they just ran the ball and they put up a bunch of points. I think this is the last great Packers win with Aaron Rodgers for a while. I think you're going to get it here in prime time on Fox. Uh, I, I think it's going to be close. I will take the Packers 23 to 20 in a really, really close game. Wow. Wow. Yeah. I love it. I love it. I, I don't think it's going to happen, but I love it. Um, I, I think so. We both think the Packers are going to cover. I, yeah. I think five and a half is, is it's a field goal game. It's my, it's gotta be right. Yes. And so I, I totally see where you're coming from. Um, and I could absolutely see it. Um, this is the, the last gasp of a desperate team. And there is, no, there is no replacing desperation, especially coming off, you know, the rest could be a little rusty. It's cold. It's going to be, you know, especially in the second half, it's going to be cold, cold. Like it's going to be 30s probably. Yeah. Um, yep. And so that, that could play a factor for both teams. The footing has, has not been great. So I was thinking 24-20. I had it the other way. I just don't have a lot of confidence in Green Bay scoring more than 20 points right now, um, given the way that their offense has looked. Like they, they had almost 400 yards of offense against the Bills and scored 17 points. Um, they had almost 400 yards of offense against the Lions and scored nine points. Now that's three turnovers, um, three interceptions, and a turnover on downs. So it's not quite the same. I don't think they're going to turn the ball over like that. But this is also an opportunistic Cowboys defense. Trevon Diggs is just like, he's waiting for his next opportunity for you to throw it at him. I don't think they're going to throw it. I think they're going to do the same thing you mentioned with Jair Alexander. Just like, don't bother. Yep. Aaron Rodgers is, has going back, even his absolute apex. If you have an elite corner, he's just not going to bother. He's not throwing, not throwing at Richard Sherman. Don't care. Not showing, throwing at Patrick Peterson, unless it's Jeff Janis in the end zone on a Hail Mary in the playoffs. Like he just, he, that is his MO. So I think this is going to be a close game. I, I really think this is going to be a close game. I think the Packers can win it. And a field goal late is is a great is a great call. Could could there be one last vintage Aaron Rodgers moment? You get that, and then you know a week or two later the season's over. Yeah, I, I think that 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 would sort of perfectly encapsulate this season for the Packers, right? One last glimmer of hope, and then your your hope is all is all dashed. Yeah. Uh, if if there is um, the this, I like to think about it this way: Is it more likely the Cowboys? blow this team out or that the Packers win by like a touchdown. 
Oh, I think it's more likely that Dallas blows them out. I was just about to say, I think, I think you'll know how this game goes after the first quarter. Like if Dallas is up 10 zero and now they can just tee off on Rogers. It's over. It's over. But if this is like a seven to seven game going into halftime, the further this game goes with it being close, I think the more confidence the Packers will have. And then I think that thought will start to set in is, is Rogers going to do this again to us from the Cowboys? So I think you'll know pretty quickly how this game is going to go. Well, and then add in the McCarthy factor. How does yes. that affect Coach Mack in the fourth quarter of a game? Does he have a, a bizarre punt fake up his sleeve or something like that? Like, is there some... Can't rule it out. Listen, it, that's not even a joke. That happened. I can't... I, like, I, you couldn't make it up. Yep. So it's just it's just one of those things. This is... It's, it's a, kind of a shame this game isn't being played on Halloween because it sort of has that feel, right? That something spooky could happen one way or another, and I, I'm I'm excited for it. I'm I, I have to say this is this is the most excited for a Packers game I've been since like week three because I the the team has been so miserable on the field that this game has a little with the McCarthy stuff and Packers Cowboys. There's just a little extra added oomph, a little added juice, and so I can't wait to see it. Marcus, this is the most nervous I've been for a Cowboy game, and I don't, I can't even tell you how long because the Cowboys see? are. It's the expectations, right? Hey, you are a five and a half point road favorite. Uh, you're coming off Aaron Rodgers. It, it's it's Aaron Rodgers who looks like crap. <laughs> it's, off off the worst game he's had in five years, yeah. ten years. Yeah, yeah. We'll see. We'll, we will see the kitchen sink game. Indeed. Marcus, this is so great. Um, my listeners check out the, the locked on Cowboys all week. I'm sure a lot of stuff to preview this game. Um, if you want to get caught up behind enemy lines, same thing, Cowboys fans come over and listen to what we've been doing here. Um, we've got a great conversation coming up tomorrow with Mike Renner from pro football focus about Packers drafting and what's going on there. So um, be sure to check that out. And again, thanks for making locked on Packers and locked on Cowboys. Your first listen every day. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow.